although there's still a mixed bag and you'll, you'll, you'll find lots of people saying either way, I've come to the conclusion that social media is not an SEO ranking factor. This is the Mad Lemmings podcast, episode number 13. And no, it's not unlucky. Welcome to another episode of the Mad Lemmings Podcast. I'm Ashley Fawkes, your host, and thanks for joining us again today. I've been busy building a few websites for people recently, and it's been making me wonder a bit how to get ranked on Google. Now, of course, we're all wondering that, and things are constantly changing with all of these animals jumping out of the woodwork, the penguins, the pandas, the hummingbirds. Who knows what's next? Maybe a giant elephant. So this has all got me thinking, and I was actually looking at some different articles online recently, and then I came across one that actually sparked my attention. A bit like another podcast I had with Ian Anderson Gray recently, talking about social media, he had something different to say, and that really got me thinking. And this article was the same. Someone said something quite different, sparked my attention, and I thought, I've got to get this guy on my podcast. The article was extremely well-researched and really made its point well, and I thought, well, even if this is different, it's also really important that we get that information out there and that people understand that this stuff could really be happening and we need to see how we can use that or how we can pay attention to that. And some other things that's also been going on in SEO, I thought I would get somebody on who knows what they're talking about, and that's why I got Brent on the show today. He's running an SEO firm. He does this on a daily basis. He's been trying out a lot of different things and seeing what works and what doesn't, which is what sparked him to write those articles. And the main article we're going to be talking about is about social signals and how social signals are not a ranking factor in SEO. Now, that's quite controversial because for the last year I've been hearing that they are, but his testing and his discussions with experts in the field have shown that that's not the case. So let's have a chat with Brent and see what he has to say. Here we go. All right. Welcome to the show, Brent. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Ashley. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to be part of a podcast. It's my first. First. <laughs> Pod- <laughs> podcast version. It's always uh, it's always fun being on the first one. <laughs> yes, yes. Quite excited about it. I'll be, uh, I'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, you. I got you on the show today to talk about SEO, but I guess before we get started, just a quick rundown of uh, your story. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've, I've been now... Running Echelon, I own Echelon SEO um, and have been doing that for about four years now. Uh, prior to that, I was a school teacher and basketball coach and uh, decided at some point that my next career was going to be in financial planning. And so went back to school to uh, become a financial advisor. And while I was there, I got involved in a web uh, website and uh, just a little retail hobby site. And the, the guy that built it for me came back and said, I don't do any marketing. I don't do any SEO. You're going to have to do some reading. And so I started reading and I just absolutely loved it. I, I, I became very interested in social media, very, very interested in SEO. I, I like the the changing environment and the challenge of keeping updated on what's going on. And, and so I went back to my program and told them I'm I'm, I'm going to go into marketing. And so I do a lot of marketing for financial advisors, but I do uh, uh, for other businesses as well. Um, I was fortunate. My university was just going through the process of hiring an SEO company. And so I was able to be part of that kind of as a as a non-credited study, um, worked alongside with them on the university's SEO. And that kind of got me started. And, and then my web uh, developer got me my first client uh, and I worked for another year as a teacher. And then I've been on my own on my own since. 
Okay, wow. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Eileen Smith's story of accidentally, I mean, a little bit different, but accidentally starting blogging by thinking she was signing up to her daughter's website and then and all of a sudden she had a blog. It's like, oh, I went into financial uh, financial analysis and I came out as a, an SEO expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's great. No, it's, it, you know, I, I think of that term accidental. I think most of us, uh, most small business owners are, are accidental marketers. You know, it's part of everyday business now that you are probably taking on some of your own marketing or outsourcing. And to do that, you have to have uh, it's 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 been an interesting, interesting adventure. Yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny world we live in. I mean, I was speaking to a potential client a few weeks ago, and and they have a website, and they're not getting any hits on Google at all, and yet they're one of the biggest of their kind in terms of what they do in in Zurich. And then they asked me why is that, and I said, well, yeah, it's because you don't have any content, you don't have any SEO, you don't. I mean, you don't, all of this stuff that's been creeping in for I don't know how many years, they don't know anything about, and of course, neither. Did did I a couple of years ago either. And uh, I mean, you couldn't get up to speed relatively quick, but um, most people are work- walking around ignorant until we need to know, right? <laughs> till we, yeah. Until we start our businesses up. So, Absolutely. And that's what I find here as well that, that uh, you know, I, I was, I work with a, I live near Boise, Idaho and, and work with a lot of businesses over there. And, and I was in talking to one presenting a, to a group of businesses and I realized that, that they, didn't even know what questions to answer as business owners, you, you know, you know, you need a website, so you get one up, but you're so busy working in your business that or on your business that you don't always uh, uh, have time or, or an interest in, in the marketing side of things. And so I think a lot of businesses go through that cycle of setting up a website and then realize they're not getting any visitors. Well, how do I get traffic? And then they, after they get traffic, they have to go into the, well, how do I capture leads from that traffic? And it's kind of an evolution over time. Yeah, hopefully eventually they all learn, but I think it's it's uh, something that'll obviously never happen. Everyone's behind all the time. And and one other podcast that I listened to, the guy said in Australia, he had a meeting with Google and it was a few years ago or last year, 50% of Australian businesses don't have a website. Whatever that actually means, I don't know, because it could be one-man shows that don't need a website or whatever. But anyway, it's it's a still a big statistic. Right. I see stuff like that. I find it, yeah, shocking when I, when I, when you hear stuff like that, because, you know, you and I, we're immersed in it every day and, and, and we forget that that's not where everybody else is all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where are sort of in the, the top sort of 5% of these people are living in, in reality. And, and yeah. it's funny because if I talk to any of my friends or family or, yeah, nobody really has a clue what I do, but, um, uh, Anyway, no, let's, <laughs> let's move on to our topic of the day, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, SEO, and specifically, uh, I wanted to talk about something on a post you wrote recently, mm-hmm. which was the debate or the uh, and the interesting question and answer that you had on the post about uh, relevance of social signals in SEO at the moment. It's something that I've heard a lot about. A lot of people are saying, yeah, you've got to get on Google+. Plus. The pluses are going to give you better ranking. And other people are saying, no, it's totally irrelevant and get off Facebook and who cares. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into it. What's What did you basically go through and, and find out from your, your explorations in that post? Well, you're, you're right. It has been kind of a hot topic within the SEO world and, and, and really a, a, you talk to different people and you get a different answer. And, and, and 
I, I wrote, I was asked at the beginning of the year what's coming up for 2014. And, and myself, I, like many other SEOs, wrote social signals are going to become an increasingly important factor. And I, and I still believe that that's true at some point. I don't think 2014 maybe is the time for it. But I, at the time, I switched some of my clients over to uh, away from more traditional backlink building and towards more of a social um, social media plan or strategy. And, and what I started seeing is, well, I, I wasn't seeing any results. And so I started looking into this. This sub- subject has been kind of a point of interest me of, of mine for, for a few months now. And so I started looking into it a little bit and seeing what Google had said and, and watching Matt's videos and reading some of the, uh, the, the, the leaders in the SEO industry. And, and although there's still a mixed bag and you'll, you'll, you'll find lots of people saying either way, I've come to the conclusion that social media is not an SEO ranking factor. Um, Matt Cutts is, from Google has said over and over that it's not. Well, they, initially it was for a short time, and then uh, <laughs> that was, I think, in 2010 they said that. But it, but since 2012 they they've been saying uh, that it, that it's not. And so then you either, you know, is Google being forthright? Are they being transparent, or are they they not? And and personally, I don't see that it benefits them to to not be transparent. They don't tell SEOs everything by far, but but I think the stuff that they do say is is fairly straightforward. I think there's always somebody out there testing and 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 watching them. Um, and then then you look at some of the work uh, um, Stone Temple Consulting has done. They've done some tests, and and there are questions on on validity and and some of the controls the, it's it's a hard thing to uh, to isolate um and, and there's been some other great articles but but essentially what it comes down to is, is social signals are not a direct seo ranking factor so it does not matter how many likes you get how many followers you have how many plus ones you have now on the other side of that and what was just a very you know kind of summarizing statement in in, in my article is that that they do benefit SEO, but just not in a direct way? Okay, so because that's the I mean that's been the big question, right? And just to be clear for people who are listening and maybe not understanding what we're talking about, social signals. I mean, it can be anything related to social media. So the more more whatevers you have, the more SEO you get. So whether it's shares, likes, pluses, or whether you're more influential or powerful because you have more followers. I mean, obviously, it, it has a an indirect benefit. I mean, there's always, you know, the more shares you get, the more clicks you get, the more clicks you get. Maybe the more Google might notice that somehow, whether it's coming through Google Plus or whatever. But uh, directly, you've seen tests, and I'm just looking through your article here. Actually, you went through and and really analysed it and, and saw that most people are finding that actually it's very hard to prove that this is helping directly at all. Yeah, through well, well, there, there's been a couple of things that that people brought up as I was looking at. First of all, Eric Ng and and uh, Mark Traphagen of of social or of uh, Stone Temple Consulting have have done studies both with Google Plus and Facebook, and apparently they're going to release one very soon on Twitter. So, so if anybody's interested, uh, StoneTemple.com I think is what it is. But if you look up Stone Temple Consulting, you'll find them, and and they had some really good stuff. Um, but a few other people's have met, people have mentioned things. First of all, Google Matt Cutts himself has said that they they do not have control over their access to Facebook and Twitter. They do over Google Plus, obviously. So I you know I think if and when it happens, Google Plus will definitely um, 
be a place to be and, and, and a reason to be there. But right now they don't control all of that. Um, Brian Dean, who uh, is ba- runs Backlinko, a, a very authoritative backlinking site uh, builder yeah. from an SEO perspective, um, he made a really interesting comment when I when I questioned him. He he said that uh, that Google, you know, with a backlink, if if I backlink to a site, I'm, I'm kind of recommending that site or giving it some some referral reference and and that does help with seo if i were to do the same thing if i were to like their tweet or plus one their their post and then two years later they that website changes to a different you know maybe they've gone to adult content or gambling content or something that i no longer want to recommend well if the backlink i can take remove that backlink i can't remove um, my plus one Mm-hmm. And, and so, so it, it's hard right now. If, and Mark Traphagen has written an article on on just Google's ability to to, to read the signals. Um, I think intuitively it makes sense that at some point they will start using those signals. But right now, it, it's a difficult market for them to read and control. And, and what signals do they count and which don't don't they? Um, I, I think it's a harder uh, puzzle than than what a, a lot of us thought going into it. Yeah, it makes sense. And we were just discussing this before we started. I mean, if you don't, as a company, if you don't have access to the data, so let's make this simple and say Google can get data from Twitter, for example, but they mm-hmm. don't own it. Twitter could block that at any time. Right. And so Google is a business and Google is wanting to control what's appearing on their search results so that they get more of us on Google and they make us happy. Now, if all of a sudden the things that they're using to rank those pages are pulled out from under them by Twitter or Facebook or whoever, suddenly Facebook realizes they're getting bigger than Google or whatever and they just turn it off, then Google suddenly has their arm chopped off and their search algorithm falls apart. So it makes sense to sort of say, hang on, why why would they be placing a huge importance or relevance on, on a data source that they cannot even control? And right. I agree. Google, I mean, Google obviously wants to give the best answer to their client, the searcher. I mean, they are a business. They, they result, rely on advertising. So they want the best answer. And if they could, and, and part of, they, they've, they've taken steps towards it with authorship. If they could identify influencers and then identify their engagement or interaction with, with content out there, it would be a nice way for them to, to add to their, their ranking. But, but it, it, you're right. It's, it's a big gamble for them if they don't control the content and, and other people or other companies can essentially, you know, withhold or, or change the algorithms just by, by doing that. And so there's a lot of solutions or problems for them to overcome before they're before. I think you'll see social signals becoming a big factor, a, a direct factor in, in SEO. Yeah, it was really, I mean, it was really sort of a, a moment for me when I read your article, I thought, you know, I mean, I've been hearing this stuff and not really paying too much attention to it because SEO is not something that I'm specialist in. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay, social signals, I'm using social signals, so whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I read your article and thought, yeah, that really makes sense because they can control plus ones, okay, but still, I mean, if someone plus ones something, it's not quite as committing as putting a link on, as you said. I mean, if mm-hmm. I put a link on, I'm really making an effort whereas if i plus one something it's kind of a half-hearted kind of thing i mean it's pretty simple to do it's not even as serious as making a comment on google plus (laughs) so yeah i mean okay authorship i mean let's get into that for a second that's quite interesting as well and and people who may not 
uh, be into that. I'm not sure exactly the level of knowledge of the people who are listening, but uh, I mean, Google has two um, levels of identification in terms of content, right? They have authorship, which is, let's say, who wrote a piece of content, and then they have publisher as well, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think that's more of a general thing, like a website or a, you put that on a higher level from what I know. I think right. uh, Robert Ryan once wrote a good article on the difference uh, between those two things. But in any case, let's just stick with authorship, which is the main one. And I put that on all of my articles, even guest posts, so that when something comes up on search, often, but not always, you'll get a picture as well, right? I mean, that's also a mm-hmm. nice thing that helps people to click through. You're identified as the author, you're you get a bit more authority, a bit more influence. And then Google can also identify when you write something that it's you who's writing it and that you're an authority in your space because you're often writing on a specific topic. So, Right, right. And, and I think that's what it is right now. The benefit of authorship is, like you say, it, it improves click-through rates. People get more information about you when they search and you you're, you're, you come up with the listings because there is your picture and, and, and with semantics there can be some other information there. And so there's a, a higher likelihood of them clicking through to you. Um, a lot of speculation went on when authorship came out that they wanted Google can identify, follow you around the web and what articles do you write and, and develop a profile of, of influencer, you know, who are the influencers in that industry? And, and it makes sense that, 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 identifying those influencers at some point could be an important part in SEO in, in the fact that, you know, like you said, plus one is really easy. And I, personally, I don't think, I think it would be hard just to have a straight algor- algorithm on plus ones because it's really easy to game. You know, you think you talk about all the stuff that's gone on in SEO with gaming backlinks and everything else. Plus one, you can go over to Fiverr and hi- hire somebody to <laughs> plus one you, you know, 20 times a day or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. The, the only way that really becomes a factor, I think, where social media can is by identifying the influencers that that um, interact, you know, and, and if somebody's a high influencer in whatever field you're in and they engage with your content and and plus one it and share it and stuff like that, then that becomes a, would eventually become a signal that uh, for for SEO, so I, I I think you're right. Right now, it is it is a better marketing tool from a, a getting somebody to click through once you do appear on on the search engine results page. It's not yet an influencer on appearing on search engine results page, but I think it someday could be. Yeah. And so so you know, and that's another good reason to be on Google Plus. Uh, first of all, if and and I'm I'm in not not in the business of pushing Google Plus, but if people are concerned about this or wondering about it, um, if Google starts working on off of social signals for SEO, Google will be either the first one, first and only, or among you know it will be the first that, that they start reading from, even if they start reading the others. Um, but it'll certainly be easier for them to use Google Plus. And then you you your authorship when you set it up is tied through to your Google Plus account. Yeah. Yes, I think that's a good tip for people. If uh, if you want to get a little bit of an edge uh, and if you're writing especially blog posts, I mean, I think for pages it's not really as relevant, but for uh, blog post type articles on your website, it's worth at least having your Google Plus account set up and then bringing in that ID. And there's plenty of articles out there. If you just type in Google, uh, how do I connect Google Plus authorship on my WordPress account, for example, it's quite simple. You just copy in an ID on a plugin usually or something else. 
and uh, it's a relatively simple thing and it can help because Google then will probably like you a little bit more, maybe even just 1% more, but that's worth it, right? <laughs> and then they'll put your, potentially put your picture up on the search results, which if you look at a search result and it has an image like for a recipe or a person, an author or a review, obviously, or a video, it's a lot more eye-catching than just a piece of text. And so it's worth just having that for that, I think. Yes. I, I personally think it's worth doing. And So I think if you're not doing that just for the audience out there, if you're not doing that and you're writing blog posts, get out there and do that. I think it's, it's only going to take you half an hour, um, maybe an hour if you're really struggling. And then it's yeah. really going to help you for the future. I think it's really it's worth setting that up. Even if you're not going to jump on Google Plus and spend time on there, that's not, I think, as crucial. But having your authorship set up is really, really worth doing. So that's I, Sorry, go on. No, I'm, I'm sorry, actually. I, I agree. I think that was a great point. And, and, and to that fact, there's been studies showing that the click-through rate is higher. And, and I saw one probably about a year ago where, where uh, uh, somebody had gone through and tested different images even, tried to optimize their image, and they noticed quite a difference in what image shows up. And, and you may have to play around. I, I had for a long time a black and white image as my image on, on Google+, and uh, Google would not recognize the black and white, and particularly if you have a side profile and stuff. So you you may find that you need to change your profile image or, or check back every once in a while to, to get it to, to work. But it is worth having, and, and I think that's a great idea that you suggested, um, that when you guest post, uh, you make sure that it, it connects back to your, your, your authorship account. Yeah, I've actually had uh, at least some of the higher profile um, blogs that I've posted on have specifically written to me and contacted me and said, hey, what's your make sure you give me a Google Plus because I do want to attribute authorship. And then the reverse of that, if anyone's out there guest posting, not only does your ID need to be on the post, but you also need to attribute um, the site on your contributors section of, of your Google uh, profile in Google Plus. Now, whether or not I think both are a necessity, I can't say, but it's worth having them in there anyway on both sides. So there's a contributor section at the bottom of one of the three or four sections of your profile in Google Plus. So I think that's that's definitely worth doing. And that was just going to lead me into the, the next thing I, I think that's worth quickly touching on at the moment, which is, uh, I think, a hot topic. I mean, it was very hot, I don't know, about two months ago, which is uh, guest posting and SEO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another very, uh, very hot question right now in SEO is the guest posting. A couple months ago, you're right, Matt Cutts from Google came out and said that uh, um, guest posting is dead as far as an SEO uh, element. And, and it's, it, it follows along the long stream of SEO gaming uh, stuff. And, 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 and one of the most powerful factors still in, in, in search engine rankings is, is backlinks. How many links, uh, more the quality of the backlink pointing at your site, but, but the numbers as well. And so, uh, Panda and Penguin did a good job of cleaning up some of the real spammy uh, link farms and stuff like that. It, they're still working. There was just a, a new uh, update, uh, Panda 4.0, yesterday or the day before came out. Um, but it's still a working process. But one of the things that all of a sudden SEOs were writing all over the Internet was that the one good SEO backlink technique is, is guest posting. And so you had – uh, that turned into kind of a spammy thing where, where there are very good, high-quality guest posts out there, but a lot of um, uh, businesses just spinning uh, or, or scraping articles and, and putting terrible posts together just to get a backlink uh, you know, from a blog post. And so the quality went down. It became very much 
a, a game for a lot of the SEO industry. And, and I think it kind of the straw that, that broke the camel's back was Matt Cutts got a, an email offering, <laughs> you know, to raise his SEO. Um, this company was, you know, just one of those generic spammy emails to saying that, that they would do that for him. If he wanted to hire them to do some guest posting, they could raise his SEO. So he thought enough was enough and, and came out and said that backlinking is dead. And, and so there's been a debate of, of, of how dead is it, you know, are, is, is are the quality backlinks still worthwhile or, or quality guest posts? Obviously, uh, you know, even Matt has come out and said that it by no means you should not be, he's not saying that you should not be guest posting, but I do believe uh, that the link, the, the practice of linking back is, is going to change uh, the quality or the, the amount of impact it has on your SEO. Yeah. I mean, I did, I think it wasn't long after or even during that period I was doing about one or two a month in the beginning of the year. And I must say since then, I haven't noticed a significant increase in anything i haven't sort of said why well, okay i mean i got some really higher quality blogs that i was on and i didn't notice a sudden jump in my in my rankings so yeah i mean whether or not my profile was already at a certain point and it's very hard to push to the next point i don't know because i'm sitting at like 60 something thousand on alexa so it's already quite reasonable but mm-hmm. um yeah so it's interesting and i mean i i went into that thinking okay well this is a relationship building, an audience building, and a link building process. I think if you just go into it as a as a link building process now, it's uh, yeah, it's maybe a little bit misleading because you may be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 they've gone. If you go through like, there's been several uh, guest posting companies that have been hit hard by by Google, the company and the people that have participated, and and there's been questions whether they were even their intent was even to be spammy or not, or just to provide guest posting. But if, if the guest post is, is link related, you, you could find yourself in trouble. And in fact, um, they recommend, uh, there's been many recommendations that any guest post you do, the links should be no follow, uh, which is the web webmaster there can set up rather than follow. And that just means it, it, there's a, there's something in code that tells, and you probably can explain this better than me actually, but tells, uh, uh, Google whether to follow that link and provide, uh, you know, a little SEO to it or not. And, and, uh, so I think where you, what you had just said, if you're guest posting, it should not be for, uh, for SEO purposes. It should be to, to reach another audience, to broaden, uh, your brand out there. Um, there's certainly a lot of benefits to guest posting, just like there are a lot of benefits to, to social media but they're just not a direct SEO factor any longer. Yeah, and I think that's quite important. I mean, I think it's still worth worth trying it. And and one thing that I've been learning the hard way, actually, through guest posting as well, is to actually have a plan in place. And I think a lot of people, especially when they're starting out like I was, don't think about that, which is I do the guest post, I post... I mean, there's a certain etiquette to guest posting you need to be aware mm-hmm. of as well, like commenting and sharing as much as possible and being available and all of this kind of stuff, which also a lot of people don't realize. It's not just a post and run thing, which <laughs> which is why you really need to screen your guest posters if, right. you, if you have any on. But uh, what I found I did recently, and, and I got a few signups, was I specifically posted on a topic and then 
made an offering, a small ebook related to that topic, and then linked back to it at the end of the post or in my bio, depending on who you're posting with. I knew the person, so they were more open to it. But um, I didn't make it spammy. I just said, yeah, this is the article. I put everything I could into the article, got her tons of shares. And then at the end, I just had a little offering for a bit of extra information to an ebook and brought them back to my website. And it's the first time I did that. And I've been stupid. I believe I've been stupid, but it's just <laughs> a matter of learning. And I think that's something you really need to consider now is that if you're not going to get the SEO link juice, you really need to try to get the audience over to your site if possible and, and get to know them through your through your email list. Definitely. And definitely it's, it's, it can be, if it's done right, it can be a win-win for the, for the site that hosts the guest post and for the guest poster. And I, and, and, and I think that the, what you got to is, is, is true. It, it, it needs to be a quality, um, it needs to be a very quality post and it needs to be, you, you want to look to, to, to go to quality sites to, to, to leave your guest post. And then I think it can benefit both. And, and, and I'm certainly a proponent of, of both guest posts and, and social media. But just uh, I, I think I think there are some issues and questions within the SEO aspect that 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 have been very interesting over the last few months and and continue to change always. Uh, but uh, so so I, I think it, it it is something worth pursuing if done right. And and what you stepped into is that next step. You know, the first step is get your website up. The second step is get found, and the third step is then getting some leads from it and and lead gen through making you know good content available and, and, and some offers to the people that come visit you. Yeah. I mean, it's something you, you have to kind of go through the whole uh, <laughs> process of, of learning and then and, and doing, cause I mean, I started from zero, so I've been picking it up as I go, but um, yeah, that stuff to become far more important, but um, getting back onto SEO, I mean, it's obviously we've, we've kind of shot two big, uh, two big tigers or two of the big five, as they say in Africa, we've just shot a lion and a, and a rhino. <laughs> we've killed, we've killed guest posting and, and we've shut down uh, social media signals. So, I mean, what's, uh, what's your, without giving too much away, I mean, I know SEO is a yeah. bit of a, bit of a, a mythical beast, but uh, what, I mean, what do you do, what do you do right now in terms of helping your customers then? It's, it's been a really interesting process over the last two years as, as, social, as, as, as Google has brought out so many changes within their algorithm that, that affect SEO directly. And, and um, you know, where Google wants to go, a, a few months ago, about eight months ago, probably they, they introduced Hummingbird, which is a new algorithm, a, a major change to their algorithm. And where Google wants to go is um, – they're thinking forward to, to voice search, you know, with Siri and, and Android already having voice search, more people are doing that. And one of the things that happens with voice search is where people used to just put in a keyword when they're searching, when they're searching with their voice, it's more statement or, or um, a full, full question or, or sentence. And so Google wants to move away from identifying a few broad keywords and, and, and guessing as to what you want and move towards really understanding the context of, of, uh, of your, your question. And so, so, you know, I read a great book on, on semantic search, which is part of hummingbird and, and, and all the updates. But, but where Google wants to go is to where, where Star Trek has gone. You know, if Captain Kirk walks into (laughs) Captain Kirk walks into the enterprise, it just said, he says, computer, and asks a question, the computer answers. Yeah. And, and that, that he, he, the, the, this author related um, where Google wants to go to that. They want you to be able to speak to your computer, ask a question, and, and, and they want to provide the right answer. And so when, you, when somebody searches like 
uh, Rio. They, they, Google wants to try to understand, are you searching for, for the city? Are you searching for the, the movie or, or maybe, you know, the casino um, and, and give you the right answer? And so they're stri- starting to become – it's becoming more personalized and, and they're trying to understand the context. And, and they do that a, a number of ways. First of all, where are you searching from? They take that in. They take into consideration your search history. And so, so they're going to be learning more and more about you. You know, if you're a, someone that searches kids' movies all the time, then they're probably going to give you – the 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 Rio uh, the movie um, so so they're they're it, it's trying to learn more about you learn more about where you are and give give you a better answer so what I found though that there were all kinds of articles including mine that came out at that time and saying you know search is changing this is where it's going you need to change what you're doing and what I found right now though is it, it's going to be a slow move uh, I believe um, I, I have found that they're still not there. Yet that they 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 are there are some issues with search. I live in a in a small mountain community in, in Idaho, and there are three little towns in our valley: uh, Bellevue, Haley, and and Ketchum Sun Valley. And I have a client over in Bellevue, and I can be sitting in his office. Uh, he's an accountant, and I can search Bellevue CPA, and what we get is search results from Be- Bellevue Washington. So there there you have to tell Bellevue Idaho CPA to 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 get anybody from that community. So. Google's not there yet. I've also found, you know, where they want to go right now, there's something called a title tag. That's a, a pretty big part of on-page SEO. It's just your way of saying what your page is about to, to, to Google and the search engines. And it was always best practice to put very specifically what you were about, you know, Boise CPA or Boise SEO or, you know, whatever you were about and then just list it out. Well, the idea of where Google's going is they want to be able to, even if your business doesn't do a great job with SEO, they want to be able to understand the content you're getting or giving and, and be able to rank you even if you don't understand the SEO. Mm-hmm. So ideally, they would be able to understand that I'm saying I am an SEO that I should be able to write. I offer SEO. I have offices in Boise and Haley and and uh, go on from there. But what I found is, is again, I still need to say – Boise CPA or Boise SEO and, and not go into the full sentence and assume that Google's understand it yet. So they have a place where they want to go and they have a place where they're at. And I still think they are closer to more traditional on-page SEO factors and backlinks than they are to this all-knowing answer machine. Um, <laughs> and, and so, so I'm, I've gone back or reverted to, to more traditional SEO on-page SEO. Certainly not. I've never, gone into any of the black hat stuff. Um, and, and, and I don't go back into that. All the link farms and stuff that were, uh, effective for some people are, are harming people now, but, um, the, the traditional on page stuff, you know, make sure your keywords are where you're at. Content is a big thing, but content marketing is not SEO. I saw a lot of articles a while ago and, and still see them con, you know, SEO is dead or content marketing is the new SEO content marketing is a huge part of the SEO process. I, you know, if you're interested in, in, in being found in search engine rankings and you're in competitive industry, you need to be, consider yourself a publisher as a secondary business, whether it's video or, or, um, podcasting or blogging, you need to be producing content for Google, but, but SEO, uh, is still much more than just producing content. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's an important point though. And uh, again, that was something I was talking about with this, uh, client in Zurich, which is that most people 
haven't come to the realization that they need to produce content to be found. I think, yeah. I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe even longer, you could just keyword and have your keywords meta tag, which is pretty much dead, right? And then all of this stuff. And then you would just be ranked. And if you were had a few more backlinks, then you would be ranked higher. Whereas now it's about content. It's about freshness. It's about what's this other term? I've forgotten the word for it. I think maybe it's written in your article here where they're finding terms near other terms and then they're... Mm. Is a specific word for that. I've forgotten my read about Are you thinking co-citation or co-occurrence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those two terms, yeah. That's also coming more from the content side of things, right? You're writing yes. words naturally in sentences and then Google's bringing them together saying, okay, those three words which I think are important is almost right next to that word which is also important and so I'm going to throw them together. Yeah. No, that's been an interesting element. When I talked to uh, there's a there's a Idaho based uh, link building company here called Page One Power, and they're quite well known. And I was talking to one of their guys, and he he said that that's they've noticed that that's become a bigger thing for them is is not only you know especially if you're getting links and stuff, not only what is right around what is that link, but what is right above that link, right below it, and the words right beside it that Google kind of, I can't he had a great term for it, but there's kind of a little circle around that link that that Google looks at everything around there yeah. to to yeah. figure out what it's about, what it's attributed to. So I think I mean we'll just I'll just do a quick summary while we're here. <laughs> I mean basically where I mean where we are at the moment is that all of these things that everybody's talking about that may change search or are partially changing search are not as far as we think. I mean, the, the evidence and your article is really detailed and you've cited some really big guys. I mean, the listeners may not know some of these people, but Eric Eng and, and Mark Trapperhagen, for example, are really huge on Google+. Plus. I mean, I think Mark Trapperhagen's probably one of the biggest guys on Google+. Plus. Yes. He is Mr. Google+. Plus. He has, I don't know how many gazillion followers and <laughs> was there from the beginning. He knows what he's talking about and he can constantly researches this stuff. So you've cited a lot of his research and he's he said, look, there's no clear answer, but it seems clear that Google can't fully rely on this stuff at the moment. And also guest posting, be aware that it's not what it used to be and spamming people with emails to get guest posts isn't going to help you. So what you really need to be doing then is still getting relationships, getting good links from people you know with reasonable text, not always the same text, Not a, maybe sometimes click here, maybe sometimes not. That's what I was also hearing vary your anchor text. Is that still a... Yes. Yeah, if you're getting backlinks, you want to have a, a natural-looking profile. You know, Google wants to... Google wants to create the best answer, and so they don't want somebody out there artificially making backlinks. And and that's where a lot of the Panda and Penguin and, and the, the guest blogging thing has gone to. So yeah, your anchor text, the stuff that's pointing at you, um, they want it natural looking. So it'll, you know, it, it should be a variety. There'll be some click here where a few years ago, it was best practice to make sure that it, you know, if I wanted to be ranked for, for Boise SEO, that anybody linking back to me said, uh, you know, Brent Carniff is a Boise SEO and link that Boise SEO topic where now you don't want to do that. You want to have it very natural looking and, yeah. and very. So Google's yeah. basically getting smarter at seeing that stuff. They are. So, I mean, if you're, and that, I mean, you don't have much control out of, of what people are linking to you. I mean, maybe you know the person, maybe not. And if so, maybe you can direct them to change it if you've got too many click ears or too many names of your company, which I also have a problem with. But that's, I think, the name of the company Google forgives you for. But specific pages should be linked quite naturally. And yeah. uh, 
But yeah, if you're linking out to somebody, just vary the text up. Sometimes have a huge link, sometimes have a little link, sometimes have a click here or more info here. You know, don't just highlight the most SEO friendly sounding words. If you used to do that, I used to do that and I'm mm -hmm. stopping doing that as well. And uh, I think the other area we were discussing then, so, okay, Google authorship is worth getting onto if you want to try and power up your SEO, just even a smidgen and uh, writing good content and, and linking out to authority sites and getting relationships so that you'll get links back. I think that's really, that's really powerful. And this relationship thing, I think it's now touched on almost every podcast I've done. <laughs> if, you're yeah. not, if you're not out there getting relationships <laughs> with people and getting even powerful or less powerful friends, then in the end, you're probably not going to get very far. No, I, I agree. And that's where social media becomes such a big thing is, is in helping you develop those relationships. And AJ Khan, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's a very, uh, writes some very interesting stuff at, uh, his, his website is, uh, blind five year old. And I cite him in the, in the, the article, uh, the article that of his that I, that I cited in reference to uh, was really interesting. It's changed my perspective a little bit. I've always told clients you have two people that you're writing for. You're writing for your customers and you're writing for search engines. And you always have to have good content for your customers, but make it as search engine friendly as you can. So the search engines know what it is and share it. Well, he presented the idea of a third party that you're writing for. And, and that is the, the influentials. There are, you know, you want backlinks, but in most industries, people, you know, we're in, in marketing, the people that we write about are, are, are used to linking out to people and they write content. But in a lot of industries, they don't do that. And so what he has found is there's really only 1% of people online that provide the links <laughs> to everyone else. And so that you need to, you know, write content that sometimes, uh, Brian Dean, while well, I, I just took a, a session or a webinar from Brian Dean about backlink building. And he said that, that Moz came out with it first, but called them, called them the linkerati, the people that will actually write articles and link back to you. So you need to write content that, the, your industry's linkerati will be interested in getting links to it. And again, that's from a perspective of, of building search engine ranking. Um, not the whole world I, I realize doesn't revolve around that, but mine does. And so, <laughs> so from an SEO perspective, you want to write for your customer, you want to write for um, the search engines and you want to produce some content for the, your industry's linkerati. Yeah. I think it's always worth connecting with, with people, I mean, you know, when you're working a nine-to-five job, I mean, it, all, it happens in nine-to-five jobs too. If you know the secretary, secretary, you might get hold of the beamer that you otherwise couldn't get for your meeting tomorrow. Right. Right, and it's always worth knowing people, even if it's for no particular purpose, even if it's just to be friendly, and it should be just to be friendly. But, I mean, at the same time, you also need to be a little bit sort of decisive on who you connect with because you've only got so much time in your day, right? And you've got to sort of look to people in your industry. And I mean, that's also why I'm starting to go to conferences. If anyone's in Antwerp in June, I'm heading to the uh, Fusion Max conference in, in June there just because I happen to be in the area that week. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, I've heard this from so many people too. Get out there, meet people, connect, and then that helps you in absolutely everything you do. And uh, yeah, stretch your boundaries as well. I think that's always a great thing. So. SEO is always changing. <laughs> it is. It is. And I think one of the things that I think we see happening in marketing is it's becoming less div divided. You know, there was a few years ago, there was SEO specialists, website specialists, you know, social media specialists. And, and I don't, I think what we're finding is you can't 
you can't just do one thing and be found. Marketing now online is is producing good content, making sure it's you can be found by the search engines, and and interacting with other people that are in your industry and not in your, your industry. You know, the social media or or, or the social aspect is, is a big part of it. And and from a personal perspective, I found. You know, it's not all online as well. There's still definitely value in going to those meetings you're talking about. I still go to my chamber meetings and and interact with local business owners, and I, I you know, I, I think there's value in all of that. But but relationships, whether they're virtual or or um, the the face to face kind, are 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 hugely important in in any business marketing aspect. I think. All right, it's a good place to leave it. I think we've covered a lot of ground and. Uh confused a lot of people or helped a lot of people depending on <laughs> where they're at but hopefully hope so. we've provided some uh, some value and i'm sure i'll get you back on to make some further uh, enlightening uh, points about seo in the future and uh, yeah is there anything that you quickly wanted to mention or touch on coming up that might be worth going over or where people can find you or I, my my blog is is just Brent Carndiff. It's at my echelonseo.com site. I, I love connecting with people on social media. So if you're particular to Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, uh, or even Facebook, I'm I'm there. I, um, <laughs> you haven't abandoned ship yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, but but you know there is a lot. As Ashley said, there's lots of information available. Check it out. I I, I would love to connect with with anybody that's interested online. If they have questions, they're more than welcome to 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 find me on social media or, or on my website and, and forward them to me. Um, I'm interested. One of the things I found that I forgot to mention that was this last article the was my first attempt at is long form content. That's one of the SEO factors that really has been working really well is, is longer blog articles uh, or, or longer content on your, your uh, website. I found some businesses having troubles getting found. We've added two or 300 words to their, to their website page and all of a sudden they start showing up. So, so what numbers um, are you talking about then? How many, yeah. How many words? Yeah, well, so so I found on a website going from the three four hundred up to the six seven hundred is five okay. to seven hundred is good. From blog content, my typical blogs are usually five hundred words. What uh, people have found is Google really identifies if if you start hitting the occasional one above two thousand words, and I think my last one was twenty three hundred. Um, it really does have an impact, and people share it more. So I, I would recommend from that standpoint make your web page content a little bit more full and every once in a while throw in a long blog you know find something that's really keyword related to what you want to do um and 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 post it i'm I'm going to try to start doing you know every couple months uh, a long long form uh uh, blog post so that's another thing that's working out there but but i do want to thank you ashley this has been great i loved being on a podcast i love adding that to my to my resume now and uh i thoroughly enjoyed it uh look forward to the next time no worries appreciate your time have a good day thanks you too so there you have it perhaps guest posting is dead perhaps social signals are dead or perhaps not things are constantly changing and you can never be sure but certainly it's worth testing and trying out a few of these things and being careful what you're doing there online because things have definitely changed in the last couple of years with all the updates from Google and we need to be staying on top of what we're doing if we're link building and doing SEO or even if you're not, make sure that the people you're using, the services that you're taking and using know what they're talking about and are keeping on top of all of this stuff because it is very important and you can be penalized very quickly and you can certainly be taken off 
the pages or even page one, page 10 of Google. And that's not a good thing. Of course, you want to get traffic from everywhere, not just Google, but Google provides you with a lot of traffic. It provides me with a lot of traffic and we need to be keeping up to date with all that stuff all the time. So hope you got a lot out of that. Brent knows what he's talking about and he did a lot of research for these topics and uh, he certainly got a lot of information to share. If you've got any questions, feel free to put them in the comments. We're always happy to answer the comments and I also get my guests to answer when they can. And you can connect with him on social media. I'll put all the stuff in the show notes. That's madlemmings.com slash episode 13 or you can find it on the blog or on the podcast link as well. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd be happy to hear from you, whether it's on the comments or on iTunes or Stitcher. You can find those links on the show notes as well or leave a review. That would be awesome. I certainly appreciate that and tell your friends they can listen as well. Until next time, have a great week.